are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 10th Wednesday morning edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor and writer at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today, NBA Wire site, and former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. And of course, I'm your host here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And a reminder that it's Draft Wednesday today. So the entire Locked On Podcast Network is on draft today. So come play with us. It's the best daily fantasy app out there. You come in, you draft, you get paid. It's it's really great stuff. And uh, it, 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 it's fun. I, I play it. I'm playing it today. There's a ton of games. And it, it, it's really fun. So definitely come play draft with us. Today on Draft Wednesday with the Lockdown Podcast Network and use promo code LONBA to sign up and you'll get a free entry to any games on the Draft app. So go to the App Store, search Draft, play the game, have fun with us, and it's going to be really great. So uh, come play. The Blazers are playing tonight, so maybe pick... CJ, who seems to be balling out, who CJ McCollum with a big monster game last night, and the Blazers with a monster performance, probably their best performance since their opening night blowout of the Phoenix Suns uh, down in Phoenix. The Blazers with an impressive victory, 117-106 over the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that is... Uh, easily, uh, I think it's easily the most impressive win of the season. Uh, on the road, against a good team, a team that is playing well right now as well, uh, a team that they looked like they were turning it around, and the Blazers, to their credit, played great defense, and CJ is starting to get some of those tough shots to go that he normally makes and has missed for a lot of the season. Nurkic delivered in a big way against Steven Adams in a pretty primetime matchup, and he stepped up and delivered for the Blazers. Shabazz Napier continuing to play well, and then the bench filling in once again. Maurice Harkless with some big plays down the stretch, a huge three-pointer when Oklahoma City was kind of making a run in the fourth quarter. And uh, everybody contributed. Zach Collins had some awesome plays down the stretch of this game, had some nice passes, had a sweet dunk cutting baseline uh, and a spin move as well down the stretch of the game and and looking better and better every night. Uh, And now the Blazers are just uh, three games back of the fourth seed and they've taken – fifth place from the Oklahoma City Thunder with the win last night. So uh, they had struggled. Things looked bad. Things were looking down for the Blazers for a little bit there. Uh, Heading into that Atlanta game, it really 
felt like it was a situation where the Blazers needed to show something, not only for their fans, but probably also for their upper management to be to to have to have some faith in this team turning it around and we've gone over the shooting stats with Nurkic we've gone over the and and how how bad he's been uh in terms of not being able to make any shots and last night not only did he make shots he got offensive rebounds which are the thing that I have been mostly on Nurk about that is the thing that for me has has been the thing that has held his potential back with this offense I, I've never looked at Nurkic as a guy that is going to be a, a, a post-up machine, a guy that's going to be uh, a, a major source of offense in that respect, but I did think that he could do more on the offensive end on the offensive glass, and yesterday, four offensive rebounds. He had 20 points uh, and was 8 of 15 from the field. Really solid performance from Nurkic in a tough matchup against Steven Adams. Adams, one of the best centers in the NBA. Uh, I don't think that's an exaggeration. And the Blazers did benefit, frankly, uh, from the Thunder not having Andre Roberson, but the Blazers didn't have Dame last night. So uh, that is more than evens out, I believe. And uh, credit to the Trailblazers for really stepping up and and again without Dame beating a playoff team they beat the Spurs one night they beat the the Thunder the next day a couple not the next day but the next game a couple days later and they may get Dame back tonight it sounds positive Dame said before the game last night that he felt good uh when he woke up on Tuesday morning in Oklahoma he did not want to speculate about how he would feel the following day when they play the Rockets tonight, but uh, you know the, the way that they took care of it, the fact that they're not getting hurt by that, the fact that the the rest of the team is stepping up in a way that I think you know is good for the confidence of the team moving forward, and uh, that was big for the team, I think, and and maybe we'll look back on this stretch as a stretch that helped the Blazers kind of find an identity outside of Dame because offensively you look at the the struggles and Dame has has picked it up defensively so it's not as it's not as if he uh him being out of the lineup is suddenly a, a boon for the defense uh offensively is where this team really struggled they and and to have them kind of find a flow find a rhythm on the offensive end has been pretty special and if they can maintain this while also keeping up you know playing the defense that they have been playing for the entire season that is a big thing and and Portland they could very well be in the in the in the race for that fifth seed and if Minnesota stumbles if there's an injury you know, it's this is still halfway. The season's now halfway over, basically. You know, Blazers just played game 40. Game 41 is tonight. So uh, we're literally at the 50% of the season right now. And they're in a really solid position. And, and I think a lot of credit and most of the credit up until this point has to go to their defense for keeping them in it 
while they've had struggles and this has been a tough season the Blazers have not really been a fun team to watch per se but lately they have been much better and in fact their offense has been in the top six or seven of the league so far in January they've played five games and their offensive rating is 112.8 their defensive rating has jumped a little bit uh or quite a bit during that stretch but I think they just they needed to find some offensive rhythm and I think they can get back to that they've also played some good offenses in the month of January so that was probably going to happen anyway therefore their offense needed to respond and their offense has responded and and last night was a super impressive victory I mean it was basically a party down the end of the game I mean it was the first time this season that it felt really fun watching this team since opening night. And uh, because defense is is not fun. Like, I mean, no one no one really likes defense. I, I like defense. I, I'm happy the fact that the Blazers play good defense. But aesthetically, watching it on TV, it's hard to get into a team that is not moving the ball well offensively, that they're not scoring, that they're not doing the things, especially what we've been accustomed to this team is even in years past when they've had shortcomings on the off on the defensive end, they have, you know, kind of made up for that in their uh, entertainment value on the offensive end. But this year they were really solid on defense. They won games on the road. They did all the things that good teams are supposed to do, but then they weren't doing the things that the Blazers normally do, and that was. One of the weird things about this season, one of the frustrating things, I've had multiple people come up to me say, this team isn't fun anymore, and uh, they weren't. And, and and they were able to get a good win against Atlanta, a blowout win, a, a one they were able to take care of business and kind of coast. Then they get that really crazy win against the Spurs on Sunday, and then they really kicked it into overdrive on Tuesday against the Thunder, and now they head into Houston where the Rockets are a little, I mean, pretty shorthanded without James Harden. They are still really good with Chris Paul, but James Harden was the front runner for the MVP before he went down with his hamstring injury, and this is uh, definitely a winnable game, and uh, the rest of the supporting cast right now for the Blazers is really looking good. Shabazz, playing well pat Connaughton continuing to play well off the bench mo harkless when called upon delivering and not getting checked out and and still taking care of business and uh and and then zach collins has continued to get better and mike richard from the oregonian you know said you know we've really it's amazing how much better zach collins has gotten since summer league in june when it looked like he couldn't really do anything offensively at all and now he's finding little creases here and there to create offensively to make a couple passes here and there to score the ball and he's also shooting the three you know without any fear and he's also playing good defense and 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 I don't see any reason why he should be be out of the rotation he's played pretty well uh and giving me a reason to say, okay, well, maybe then Harkless has to overtake Connaughton for him to, to get minutes or overtake Napier. And and Collins has played really well. And, and, and last night, down the stretch of the game, he made some closing plays when 
uh, in the fourth quarter when the, the Thunder were making a rally and, and, and he delivered and, and, and the Blazers really snapped up and it was it was a, a really impressive game to watch and now they continue their four-game road trip against all these playoff teams. They've got Houston tonight, then they've got New Orleans on Friday and Minnesota on Sunday. So uh, this road trip is not going to get any easier, but they have a chance to make up some ground and if they really want to make things interesting and really get into that fourth seed race that game against minnesota is going to be huge but obviously they need to take care of business up until then but an enormous win for the blazers last night evan turner's also been playing well uh in the new year he's been hitting his shots more hit another three-pointer last night and and last night when Turner hit the three pointer, I was like, well, okay, well, I guess I guess the Blazers are, are going to win this game because, uh, you know, Aminu has been hitting his threes, Harkless has been shooting them better, and Connaughton's usually been hitting them all year. But when Turner hits him, it's like, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll take that. Uh, and CJ McCollum, twenty seven and seven, really playing well in the lead role and. Uh, this is, and he played really well in the lead role when Dame was back, uh, the other night against the Blazers, against the Hawks, excuse me, and maybe he's starting to get, maybe the regression to the mean is coming, like I talked about, uh, before yesterday's game, that maybe the regression is coming back to where CJ, uh, normally is, and that's a good thing for the Blazers, because he has been well below his, his averages as a shooter, uh, so far this season, and so, uh, that's a, a huge thing for the Blazers to get is, is C.J. McCollum making his shots and Nurkic uh, just not being one of the worst finishing big men in the league. That also helps. So the Blazers are in Houston tonight to face against Chris to face off against Chris Paul and the Houston Rockets, and we're gonna have the coverage after that one. Uh, after that happened, uh, and looking forward to having Corbin Smith on the pod later this week as well. And as I mentioned, it's Draft Wednesday, so come hang out with us. Use promo code LONBA. Come play with me and the rest of the Lockdown Podcast Network on Draft. It's no salary cap. There's It's just a draft. You get in five minutes, get out, get your team, and you play. It's really fun. And uh, you set your own lineup, so even if you get on auto, you can set your own ranking, so even if you get on auto draft, you can get the guys that you want. It's super fun. I play it. it. It's great, and there's a ton of games tonight. So come hang out with us on Draft Wednesday on the Draft app. And speaking of draft, uh, not uh, the app, of course, but the NBA draft, because I had a question for... A lot of fans yesterday on Twitter about whether they'd like to use a first-round draft pick to acquire Nikola Miritich from the Chicago Bulls because Miritich is available. Uh, the Bulls want to trade him. They want to get a first-round pick for him. And Casey Johnson of the Chicago Tribune said that the Blazers are also expected to get into the sweepstakes with Utah, with Detroit, because those are two teams that apparently are in the mix for Miritich. 
Utah apparently intrigues Miritich, I'm going to guess, because Ricky Rubio is there, and Rubio is a teammate of Miritich on the Spanish national team. So that's probably a reason why Miritich wants to go to Utah. The Blazers don't have anybody from the Spanish national team, uh, unfortunately, to try and attract Miritich and waive his no-trade clause, because apparently he has one. Uh, and he can't be traded until January 15th, but uh, there is a lot of rumors about Miritich, and, and Portland could apparently get into it. And it's interesting uh, to, to look at that, and I guess... What would the Blazers give up? And I, I, I'm not entirely sure what they would give up uh, in terms of, of that trade. The Bulls want a first-round draft pick. And I think Miritich would have a fit next to Al Farouk Aminu. But I do think that uh, the way the team is playing is making it hard. Harkless, uh, who I think has been a candidate that a lot of people have looked at for a potential trade, he uh, is playing better. He is is stepping up, and and he has potential to get better. And and Miritich is is young. He's twenty six. He's a really strong player. Can shoot the three extremely well, and is a pretty decent defender. Uh, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna hurt you on that end. And I think he would help in a lot of respects. And I think basically. The only, I think the way Portland would, would be okay with parting with a first round pick, and I think it would have to be an unprotected first uh, for some guys on the Blazers roster for the Bulls to take, would be, uh, you know, maybe trading Myers Leonard. Would the Bulls be interested in taking Myers Leonard? And, and would that be a, a move for the Blazers to get rid of an unprotected first round draft pick? And, uh, you know that that's a tough that's a tough call for the Blazers because uh, we know that they value draft picks. We know that trading first round picks, especially unprotected, is something that most teams don't do anymore. You know, there's at least usually a top ten protection or a top three protection or a top five protection, some some kind of protection on the pick because after the Brooklyn Nets debacle with the Boston Celtics. Nobody wants to trade first round draft picks. Nobody wants to be that guy that gives the team, uh, you know, a bunch of draft picks that they can count on in the future. And we'll see uh, uh, what the Blazers do. I, in the poll that I did, 56% of you are 46%, 56% of the 861 votes that we received on the poll said yes they would give up a first round pick for Nikola Miritich and uh I really think it's it, it, it's quite interesting and and basically the the only people that it seems like everyone would be okay with trading are Leonard or Evan Turner or Harkless and the way Harkless has played lately I think it's been uh makes it a little bit harder to, to be definitive on that, but he hasn't really necessarily been the most reliable player in his uh, in his career, but he's also stepped up recently. He's kind of stayed with it. Maybe he's evolving into a different player. And as far as Miritich, he and Aminu could play together. Um, I think that Aminu could play the three. He's played a little bit better offensively this year, creation-wise. Turner 
has also the other problem with playing Turner is that Turner seems to have found a fit in the starting lineup, and the Blazers have actually played really well with Turner in the starting lineup, and that makes it a little bit more difficult to make that trade. So uh, I, I, I think it's tough right now. Maybe if you find them, if they can take Myers, Myers gets a change of scenery in Chicago, gets to play more because Collins has already taken his spot in the lineup. Maybe that's a place for him. Maybe you start talking to them about that. And if that's the case, you know, that's really interesting for the Blazers. And it gives them another wing. It's a bigger wing, but it, it does give them a wing and could give them more versatility. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on the Miritich trade rumors. We'll keep an eye on that train and keep it locked here on Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We'll have more updates for you on that as we continue. But keep it locked. The Blazers played the Rockets tonight in Houston, so we'll have a report after that. Maybe Dame is back, but we'll let you know. Until next time here on Lockdown Blazers.